We're here. <laughs> hey, there we go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Baptist Church. We are so glad that you are here today. It is a good day to praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. It is a good day to praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's stand together and praise him.
one. We can do another one. I got another one ready. Yeah. 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 I know. Kind of was, huh?
uh, we would appreciate it. Go ahead and be seated, and uh, we're glad to have you here. I was, uh, that first song, or the first two songs, depending on how you look at that, uh, was an oldie but goodie, and I asked my good buddy David here now if he knew that song, and he said, well, he was looking for a hymnal. <laughs> He's clearly not politically correct because it would be a themnal. Oh, by the way, welcome if you're <laughs> tuned in by way of YouTube or uh, Facebook, either one. We're so glad to have you here. We're glad to have everybody here who is physically with us as well. Uh, so if you get a chance, you who are visiting for the first time in the seat backs, in front of most of you, there are cards like this. Would you please do us a favor and fill that out? If you have a prayer request, you can put it on the back. If you have uh, some information or some questions you have, you can go ahead and put that on the back as well. And then what do you do with it once you fill it out? At the end of the service, over by the double doors, that's our offering box for members who put their tithes and offerings in. And as a guest, we just ask you to fill this out and turn it in. Now, if you're in the front row, obviously there are no seats in front of you, David. So <laughs> you'd have to get one from behind you, and probably somebody would help you if you, want, if you were so inclined to do so. So take a few moments and fill that out. Military meal right after this service next door. So all of you that are military, you are invited to a free lunch. There is such a thing still a free lunch. Check our bulletin for several Bible studies held throughout the week. Next Sunday, the name that some of you have been waiting for in our study of the names of God is El Shaddai, and it's a really interesting name and a great name. All of them are, but this is one that you probably know a little bit about, so that'll be the, the study for next week, El Shaddai. And Sherry wants everybody to know, Sherry, where are you? Right here on the aisle. She wants everybody to know for the ladies' book study, she has the books available with you right now, right, today. So you can see, wave your hand so everybody know where Sherry is. She's going to take you through two, on only two of those. Uh, just kidding, just kidding, all right. Uh, it'll be a great, great study, so I hope you'll be part of that. Let me share with you um, my bullet, the bulletin article. Actually, is not mine this week. I borrowed it from uh, Institute of Creation Research. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report. Think on these things. One of my favorite passages from the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Our lives are surrounded with ungodliness and demands that often bleed away our thoughts until we are worn and weakened. Reflect for a few moments on this inventory of empowering thinking. You think about truth, the things that are true, literally that which is not hidden. When we think of truth, you can think of no greater truth than that of Jesus Christ himself and the word of God. And then honesty, not just accurate accuracy, but sober and venerable, sometimes even magnificent and great. Justice, righteous, just, suitable. Uh, the mouth of the just brings forth wisdom. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. Purity, morally and sexually chaste, closely connected with holiness. Uh, the emphasis is on physical and mental purity. Loveliness, think on things that are lovely. Beauty, friendship, delight, and wonder are all suggested by the good love of this word. And then good news, this takes discipline because there's far more bad news in the world today. Have you noticed that? Far more bad news. I don't even like watching news. Hardly. And I don't, from almost any channel, I, I want to know the, uh, the, the big, important, you know, earth-shattering things that happen. But the news itself is just a downer. So listen to the good news, and that is something that we're admonished to take inventory on or to dwell on, the good reports. So these excellent praiseworthy matters shall dominate our thinking 
in a conscious inventory of the attributes on the final list. If we do so, God promises his peace in our life. So I was, uh, we've recently been sucked into Prime Video, and that leads to BritBox, because so many things we want to watch on Prime Video is not bad, and that leads to Acorn, and that leads to a giant oak tree, and I mean, just one thing after another. And so the problem is, when we turn to some of these programs, it's a perfectly fine program, and all of a sudden, they use words that we don't necessarily want to hear at all. And so I, I saw an ad for something called VidAngel, Vid, V-I-D, like video, VidAngel, where it cuts out the, the cursing, it cuts out the sexual scenes, it cuts out those things that are uh, offensive and, uh, to many Christians. Uh, and I thought, you know, that'd be a, that, that's kind of what Paul is saying here. Cut out the things that you don't need to hear. Cut out the things that you don't need to dwell on. Cut out the things that you don't need to meditate on. Because as a person thinks, as thinks, this is not think. As a person thinks, <laughs> so is he. The things we think about, things we dwell on, is what comes out of our mouths, is what comes out of our hands and our feet in our lives. So I'm thinking about getting VidAngel. Uh, if anybody has it, let me know how that works. It, uh, remember the old days, curse-free TV? Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Enough said about that. All right. Are we going to sing more songs now? How many would you like to sing? <laughs> oh, two would be great. All right. Let's stand together. We'll worship the Lord together. Stand with us and sing.
is just unreal and thank you so much praise team for leading us week by week to the throne of grace so thankful to have you all here kids boys and girls come on up here moms and dads everybody else turn if you have your bibles to psalm chapter 95 the 95th psalm in the hymn book called the book of psalms okay boys and girls i got something here how many know what this is Play-Doh. Did you know I was a champion Play-Doh modeler? I didn't either. But I got here a prefab, one of my specialties. I worked on it this morning for hours and hours. Does anybody know what this is? It's a snake. That's my specialty. That's my specialty with Play-Doh. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. I need the script. I got the Play-Doh. Now I need the script. Huh? Hawaiian? A lion. Uh, well, I, I've made dinosaurs sometimes. You do? Holy cow. Do you have fun playing with it? Okay. Well, let me tell you. Did you know that the Bible talks about this a little bit? Oops. Oops. All right, the Bible said, listen to what it says in the Bible. The word that came to Jeremiah from God saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. And so the, the prophet said he went down to the potter's house where they, they made stuff, and they had a wheel that they would put clay on, and they would fashion it and form it into stuff. And sometimes they would make a bowl like that. See, you could have shit. Well, no, not yet. <laughs> All right, and sometimes you would make a, a lion like that. Is that what you were talking about? No. Okay. Okay. And, and sometimes the potter would be doing something, and, and he would say, "I don't like that," and he would go squish, 
And then God said, how weird would it be for the clay to say to the potter, why did you do that? Why did you do that? If I make me a really fat snake here, all right, put a couple of eyeballs there. I said, I made it into a snake. Why did you make me into a snake? I wanted to be a bunny rabbit. I didn't want to make a bunny rabbit. What did I want to make a bunny rabbit? I made you into a snake. <laughs> okay, and that's it. You know what? God is making you boys and girls into something and someone very, very special. And you need to let him continue to work on you and make sure that God makes you to be his workmanship exactly. You know what? God will make, Some of you might be preachers. Some of you might be missionaries. Some of you might be sailors. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Some of you might be teachers. Some of you might be lawyers. That's even worse, huh? All right. Some of you, no talent, but let God decide. So much of the time, people decide what they're going to be instead of what God wants them to be. Let God make you who he wants you to be. How many will think about that? If you'll think about that, raise your hand up. Thank you, both of you. Yes, okay. That's good. It makes me feel so fulfilled. And my mission this morning, we have a couple of, oh, you will think about it? Okay. All right. Well, meanwhile, Miss Pat has something for you. What do you think it is? Uh, another bunny rabbit. <laughs> Maybe not a bunny rabbit. Yes, Play-Doh. And so here's what I want you to do. Well, first, let's pray. Let's pray, then we'll play. Okay, let's pray. Father, bless this class of, of these children. God, be with the teachers. Help them to realize that they're taking part along with you, God, in making these young men and young women exactly who you want them to be. So bless them today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the kids said, Amen. all right, get you a Play-Doh and take it back and give it to your mom or your dad or whoever's with you here, your grandparents, and they'll hold on to it until after church, okay? So go ahead and give it to them, and then go to your class right after you do that. Thanks, boys and girls. All right, how many of you got bulletins and so you have the outline when you came in? How many have? Okay, it's absolutely worthless uh, because I made this outline about two and a half weeks ago and Julie's been on vacation so I knew she had to have it ahead of time and it's morphed into something entirely different. So today we're going to talk about not two names like you know to say but three names, Jehovah Hosinu, Jehovah Gamala, and Jehovah Elohinu. So as we continue with our Names of God series, I wonder if you're as amazed as I am about the number of names of God contained in the Bible. Uh, in 2009, I was chaplain for a cross-country motorcycle ride called the Honor Ride. Who's this motorcycle mama right here, huh? It's a hot chick, I'll tell you what. And so we rode all the way from the Vietnam Wall in D.C. all the way to Los Angeles uh, on a motorcycle. Sometimes we had as many as 200 riders. It involved about nine days, as I remember, of riding. And Pat actually flew out to visit you, Sandy, in Colorado, in Denver area, um, about six or seven days into the journey. And then my wife, this woman right here, rode on this bike with this preacher, for the last thousand miles of the trip. And what was amazing was, guys, you're not gonna believe this, she took one saddlebag for all her junk. That's all she took was one saddlebag. So I was amazed. And, and so we had a great time each night. But before she flew out to Denver to meet us there, 
every night I would call and give a report of where we'd gone, what had happened, what was going on. And, and there were five writers from my former church, uh, including myself, and including a man that I was working on who was not a born-again Christian. Uh, and so he was very rough around the edges, and I was trying to work on him, so I'd spend time with him. Now, when I would call my wife, I would call her Pat, or I would call her Patricia, or I would call her Tricia, or I would call her Tish, or I would call her Patsy, or I would call her Pat's Patty Ann, and other names that I'm not going to share with you. I would <laughs> call her these names. After day four, this unsaved motorcycle rider said, how many women are you calling on this trip? <laughs> I laughed and assured him it was one woman that I called by many names. And we serve one God called by many names in the Holy Bible. And uh, we've studied about 15 of them so far. No doubt some of them you knew. Jehovah, we know, is the, is the covenant name of God. Adonai is the name of our Lord and Master. Uh, we're a bondservant or slave to him. Um, maybe even you knew Elohim. In the beginning, God, all-powerful, almighty God, created the heavens and the earth. Some of the names that we've done an expositional study on, I, I had never heard of before this study. Jehovah Maka, last week's message, the Lord will smite you. That's, uh, that was a tough one. I didn't know how that one was going to go over. Uh, Jehovah Sidkenu, God is our peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And El Elyon, for example, the God most high. Today we're going to study three more names of God uh, that I actually didn't know before this study. Jehovah Husinu, which means the Lord is our maker. Jehovah Gamala, which means the Lord of recompense. And Jehovah Elohinu, which means the Lord our God. So the first one, Jehovah Hosinu, is in Psalm 95. If you're there in verse 6, here's what it says. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord. And the name for Lord, because it's L-O-R-D, all in caps, means Jehovah. Uh, you'll find that note in your study Bible. Uh, and, and it is the Lord Jehovah, our maker, A-S-A-H, A-S-A-H, Asa, which means to fashion, to do, to work, to produce. Now, there are things in the Old Testament that are referred to with this word, Asa. Uh, trees were made, Genesis 1. A meal was made, Judges 13. An ordinance was made, Exodus chapter 12. The commandments were made, Deuteronomy 28. The furnishings of the temple were made uh, in Exodus 36. So, Jehovah is our Asa. He is our maker. He is not just our creator God. He is our creator God. He is that, but he's more than that. He is our maker. Now, what in the world is that? So, so to use the Play-Doh or to use the clay on the potter's wheel, uh, God can create out of nothing like he did the universes, or he can make out of a substance or something that existed already, like when he made Adam out of the crust of the earth, when he made Eve from the bone and flesh of Adam. So Jehovah, our ace, Asa it is, it is the creator, but he also fashions and makes us into someone from that which already exists. So in, every, in a very literal sense, Adam, God was Adam's Asa, uh, and likewise, God made Eve, and by contrast, in Elohim, he created or spoke into existence all the universes that were made from absolutely nothing. In Hebrews 11.10, Abraham looked for a city and builder whose maker 
Asa was God, the maker of that city. In Isaiah 64, 8, we use the familiar illustration of the potter and the clay again, much like uh, in Psalm 95. But thou, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, you are our potter, we are the work of your hands. So God is working us like a potter works on a wheel. Years ago, we had a potter come to the church, the former church, and he set up on the stage and he, he put a tarp down and he put a potter's wheel there and he took some clay and he began to make and fashion things out of this clay and he would uh, then tell, a, tell his Bible sermon uh, as, as he was making and forming this, this pottery. So today, God is fashioning you and he's fashioning me and we are to be clay submissive on the wheel of the the great potter in ephesians 2 22 and then in verse 10 for we are his workmanship literally a thing of his making poema which means to make something made a work a workpiece workmanship and it's used figuratively in ephesians and it notes the result of the work that god is accomplishing uh, on us and it produces that which is spiritually, not necessarily physically. So we already have physical life, but he's making a spiritual life in us as he forms and fashions us through circumstances, through the word of God, through activities that we're involved in and activities that uh, we have been involved in the past. So God has ordained that we should walk in these things in whom you're being builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit. So God is making every one of us who are born again as a spiritual habitation. The Holy Spirit of God lives here. Holy Spirit of God does not live in this church building. Holy Spirit of God does not live in, in a temple made with hands somewhere. The Holy Spirit of God for the last 2,000 years has indwelt believers, those who put their faith and their confidence and their trust and their hope for everlasting life in the Lord Jesus Christ. We become the temple of the living God. And we, he is making us into a spiritual temple founded upon the foundation of Christ. <clears throat> There's no better foundation anywhere. Joined with the apostles and the prophets in verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 2, fit together and growing like a living thing continually, and he lives within us. So we are to be holy, set apart, dedicated unto God because we're his temple. We should not join the temple of God with ungodly activities and, and ungodly things. <clears throat> we're fit together in the spirit. None of us is the same person that we were 25 years ago. And I think we would all admit that for better or for worse. We're not the same person we were. 25 years ago, I didn't have to think about getting up in the morning. I would just get up. <laughs> and now I have to kind of think about it. It's not really getting up so much as it's a resurrection every morning. <laughs> <clears throat> I kind of throw parts of my body out until most of me is out on the floor, and that's how I get up. So, so we're not the same we were as we were 25 years ago, but none of us should be the same as we were 25 days ago because we've had 25 days to commune with the Holy God. We've had 25 days to be influenced by His Holy Spirit. We've had 25 days to read the Word of God, to become His workmanship, to become that special piece of pottery on the maker's wheel, our Jehovah God. You remember those buttons we had years ago? I think we can flash it up here next, next screen. Anybody know what that stands for? Be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. 
<clears throat> we had those buttons that we wore back 74, 75, 76, and people would say, what in the world is that? And that's what we would say. You know what? God is still working on us. And I don't care how long. <clears throat> Maybe you've been saved for 50 years or 60 years or 70 years. God is still working on you. He's a maker. <clears throat> You're, you are his workmanship. Don't fight against it. Again, how silly would it be? How, how uh, it, It's not even possible. Think about a, a clay pot rebuking the potter for making it thus and making it so. It, it's not within the realm of possibility for that to happen. Why would we dare raise our voice against a holy God, an omnipotent God, saying, I don't want what you make. I don't want what you've made me. You know what? <clears throat> I thank God. I thank God God called me to ministry. I, I think back, and, uh, you know, I've heard testimonies. Y'all, maybe some of you have heard them. Uh, somebody said, oh, I went into the ministry. If I hadn't have been in the ministry, I'd have been a multimillionaire. I, I'd, I'd have houses and cars. And, uh, and I thought to myself, let's see, if God hadn't called me to preach, I, I think I was making a dollar an hour. It'd take me a long time to be a millionaire to buck an hour. And, and didn't, have, uh, didn't have anything really going for me very much. Wasn't much of an athlete. What, wasn't much, of, I, you know, not a real good musician. I, eh, I'm kind of glad called me to preach. I get to yell at people. <laughs> I get paid for it. You know, it's great. I, I love it. So <clears throat> don't, don't complain about what God's plan is for you. God's plan is much better than yours, like that great gospel song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. You know, that's, that's a great, you know, for the person who got that, thank you, uh, Dan. <laughs> uh, thank God for, gonna, for unanswered prayers because a lot of times we prayed for things that were not God's perfect will. He had other plans for us. That is uh, the word, the name for God, uh, Jehovah Hosino. Secondly, Jehovah Gomala. Jehovah Gamala, the God of recompenses. My wife loves Agatha Christie type mysteries. I think that's the right one. And, <clears throat> and Hallmark movies, which all have the same plot and mostly the same actors and actresses. <clears throat> and, and they're always with the wrong person at the beginning of the film. And then the right person comes in and they don't get along at all. And then finally they break up with the wrong person and get together with the right person. And then 20 minutes before the end of the film, however long that is, even though it seems like hours, it's not. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes before the end, then uh, the, they, they, the right people break up. And then about eight minutes before the end of the show, they get back together and hip and live happily ever after. <laughs> and that's when I wake up and go to bed. <clears throat> Now, real movies, real movies have basically three different plots. There's rescue, redemption, and revenge. Real movies, real movies. So rescue is like uh, Taken with, with Liam Neeson, right? That's, that's rescue. His daughter got kidnapped. He goes in there, I know where you are. I will find you. I will find you. Uh, no, I'm not saying I've watched them. Uh, I, I'm not saying that. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
It's, if I did, it was on TV when it was already cleaned up, all right? So it was on a broadcast channel, if I did. But I'm not saying I have. So <clears throat> Leon, uh, Neeson, or, or Redemption, like the Patriot. Remember that, that Patriot film? Holy cow, was that a powerful film? And, and here he had this, you know, in the Revolutionary War, he did all this stuff. And so now he comes back and because you know the story. So, so it's like, or, or actually Redemption, also Liam Neeson. Yeah, to, that would work too. And then there's Revenge, like Death Wish by Charles Bronson. <clears throat> and, and there's Death Wish 2 and Death Wish 3 and Death Wish 4 and Death Wish 56. And, or it could be Liam Neeson also on Revenge. Uh, <clears throat> so, so Christians, here's the key. Christians should allow God to fight our battles for us. We should not fight our battle. We should not execute justice for ourselves on perceived or actual mistreatment by someone else. We are not to execute justice for ourselves, but rather, the Bible said, give, give place unto wrath, give room or space for God uh, to, and the wrath of God to be the remedy. For it is written, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Penal retribution, in other words, belongs to God. It is not ours to execute. I will repay, saith the Lord. So God will avenge his people. God is the God uh, of recompense. Uh, Jehovah, Gomala, <clears throat> the God of recompense, he will pay back. He will, or it also means he will reward. So he rewards the good stuff and he pays back for the bad. He will avenge his people. He will compensate. He will remunerate. He is the ultimate comeback. God is. So God can even use the ungodly <clears throat> to recompense uh, and to pay back his own people. For example, Babylon, you remember, crushed Israel. They, they occupied the land. They took off Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, a whole bunch of other uh, youth. They, they annihilated and destroyed pretty much most of Jerusalem. And years later, uh, then God said in Jeremiah 51, 56, destroying armies come against who? Babylon, her mighty men are captured, their weapons break in their hands, for the Lord is a God who gives just punishment. He always repays in full. However, God has his own calendar, right? God has his own timetable. He doesn't move at the pace we dictate. We are the clay. He is the potter. Deuteronomy 32, 35, to me belongs vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them uh, that make haste. So do not play the role, Christian, of avenger. It is not ours to set other people straight. It is not ours to exact vengeance on those who've wronged us or anyone else. Romans 12, 17 Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, this is so contrary to our way of thinking. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. Don't eat a double cheeseburger in front of them. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In so doing, you will heap coals of shame upon their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. If you take a big pile, I, I likened it to like sweeping under the carpet. 
you know, you can do that for a while, right? Pretty soon the carpet gets lumpy because you got all your, you got all this dirt, and you're adding dirt to it. So if you got this pile of evil and you throw more evil on top, you got a bigger pile of evil. But the magic is this: the magic is if we throw good upon the evil, the evil goes away. We cancel it out. We get rid of it. So that's what our job is. If our enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Don't let evil conquer us, but conquer evil. The only way that you can is by doing what's good. Oh, and one other thing. When God is recompensing those who have wronged you, don't get excited and giddy about it. Don't rejoice and say, yay, God, he's getting them now. Boy, howdy. Don't do that. Proverbs 24, 17, rejoice not when your enemy falls. Let not your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. Third name for today, Jehovah Elohinu, which means the Lord our God. This is an interesting name. It's found 19 times in the book of Deuteronomy alone. I'd never even heard of it before. 19 times. And here's how it's used. First of all, what he is. In Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Three persons, one God. Three manifestations, one God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God. You cannot remove one of these manifestations from the others without doing injury to the whole concept and idea of the Trinity. So hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now you want to know, uh, this is an aside, okay, and I, I hadn't planned on saying this, but the fact of the matter is one reason we have so many problems in our country today is back when we were mainly Jewish, Protestant, or Catholic, we all had at least, at least shared foundations that were in the Word of God. Jewish people believe in one God. They believe in God, Elohim, God, Jehovah, God. They believe in that God. Protestants believe in the one God, but in three manifestations, three persons. And Catholics, of course, believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. So we had this common basis. Now we have all of this secularism, which is a religion, by the way. Secularism is a religion that divorces us theoretically, from, being, from, from God, from the control of God, from the uh, intervention of God, from the acknowledgement of God. And so therefore, we have, now we have these other foundations that are established. Uh, Islam doesn't believe in the God of the Bible. Um, and, and there are others, religions that, are, that have grown and other belief systems that have grown. And that's one reason we're so divided. That commonality of the one true God has now been shaken and changed perhaps forever. So what is he? He is the Lord our God. He is one God. Where is he? In, in Deuteronomy 4, 7, for what great nation has a God so near as to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call upon him. He is as near as the prayer is. He is as near as our obedience to him is. He is we're, we're to draw near to God. We're to resist Satan and draw near to the Lord. What he said in Deuteronomy 5, 27, Go thou near and hear all the Lord our God shall say, and speak thou unto us that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee, and he will 
And we will hear it and we will do it. His words are powerful. His words are inspirational. His words uh, make a difference and make a, a change in, in our world. So the more we listen to what he has to say and do what he said to do, trust and obey, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So what did he do? In Deuteronomy 2.36, there was not one city too strong for us. The Lord our God delivered un all unto us. He still delivers us today. He still blesses us today. And he will bless the United States of America as the United States of America turns back to God. The solution for America's problems is not political. I understand that. But I want to tell you something. It is not a bad thing when it takes a step, a giant step toward morality like the Supreme Court did recently in overturning Roe v. Wade. That was huge. That was monumental because one of the things that God destroyed uh, nations for was offering their children as sacrifices, living sacrifices, offering them up as burnt offerings to their small G-O-D. Well, what in the world is abortion but the slaying of innocent children for the convenience of whoever it is uh, that decides that they're going to go ahead and abort that baby? So uh, the, the point is to have the Supreme Court correct a mistake from 50 years ago, almost 50 years ago, is an, is an incredible step in the right direction. That by itself won't bring revival, but if America and the churches and the believers and the Christians of America would repent of our sin, confess our personal sin, confess our national sin, make things right, then we might see a few more years of American history. We might see, and wouldn't it be great to see a great American revival? been far too long since we've had that. He delivers and he blesses. What he gave us in, in Deuteronomy one twenty five. it's a good land which the Lord our God does give you. He gives us everything we need, everything we need and more. He gives us not only our needs, he gives many times our wants and desires. What he has in Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Secret things that will be revealed one day. What he shows in Deuteronomy 5, 24, they said, look, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the heart of the fire. Today we have seen God, that God can speak to us humans, and yet we can live. When, he, when, when God's servants came down from the mountain, and they were still alive, and they had talked with God, uh, they realized we can talk to a holy God, and he won't destroy us. The glory of God himself was shown on that mount, and it made a huge difference in the life of Israel. And as long as Israel clung to that God, they were blessed. They were undefeatable as long as they obeyed God. But when they transgressed, beginning in AI, when they transgressed, they paid a price every time. Ultimately, they lost their homeland for 1,500 years. The United States of America, I really believe, is on the precipice of losing what we have unless there is a turn back to God nationally. Would you join me in prayer and asking God for that very thing right now? Our Father in heaven, Lord, you are our maker. You're the one who makes us into who you want us to be. You are both our rewarder and the one who recompenses you are the God, our Lord, true God, who is everything and everywhere and all important. 
I'm so thankful that you saved my soul. When I was a young boy, the age of some of these kids that were up here just a few minutes ago, I'm so grateful and thankful for your grace and mercy that allowed me to continue to live when I shouldn't have for a variety of reasons. Lord, thank you for being our God today. Forgive us our sins, God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But in addition to our personal sins, oh God, forgive the United States of America for our national sins, the sins of abortion, the sins of idolatry, the sins of gender confusion, the sins of atheism, the sins of secularism. God bless us again as we turn to you as a people. May your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me as we sing our invitation this morning? This is an opportunity for you to make things right with you and God. I'd, I'd I beg you in the name of God to come and just let me know that you're, you don't have to tell me what it is that you're repenting of. You don't have to tell me what God's convicting you about. Just come and say, preacher, would you pray with me some decisions I need to make, some things in my life that are not right. If you need to receive Christ as your Savior, please come and let me take just a few minutes and, and help you make that commitment before you ever leave here today. You can leave different entirely than you were when you came. If you want to join the church, come and let me know that. If you want to come be baptized, we can take care of that in the very near future. But as we sing our invitation song this morning, would you step out on the very first verse? Don't wait. Come on right now.
you name the name of Christ, you're his workmanship. Let him build your life the way he wants it to be. Quit resisting him. Uh, quit saying no. Keep saying no. I, people talk to me about running from God. Where are you going to go to get away from God? He's there. He is everywhere. Father, we love you. We're amazed that you love us in spite of ourselves. And we pray for these people here. We pray that you would guide us and direct us and lead us into the way you'd have us to go. And Father, we ask for your forgiveness for our sinfulness. We ask you to forgive us for running away from your perfect will, perhaps. We ask you, God, to, if there's someone here that's not sure that they're born again, that they're saved, that today would be the day when they receive Christ as their Lord and as their master. Father, go with us to our homes. May we glorify you all day today. We pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being in the Lord's house today. It's good to see you.